Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a personal training company dedicated to helping people of all fitness levels move better, feel better, and live better with progressive functional strength and conditioning workouts. Coach Delaney and I are back with another topic pile this month, and we cover training for different goals, burnout, selecting a workout program, annoying coaching trends on Instagram, a nutrition idea that we don't exactly agree on, and some thoughts on the new studio that Straight Shot is opening up this fall. Now, we talk a lot about our approach to coaching throughout this episode, but the best way for you to see what training with us is like is to just come and experience it for yourself. Right now, we're training out of a private gym located inside of SL Studio in North Frederick while the build-out of our new studio is being completed. At this studio, we offer semi-private personal training, which are personal training sessions for groups of up to four people. And keeping the group small like this allows us to customize the workouts and provide focused attention from your coach, but still have the accountability and social bonding that comes from small group training. If you're in the Frederick area and you would like to try out a free semi-private personal training session with us, just shoot me an email at johnny, that's J-O-N-N-Y, at straightshottraining.com, or you can find us on social media using the handle at straightshottraining and send me a message there. Just let me know you'd like to try a free session and I'll get you set up. Now, if you're not in the Frederick area or our times don't work out with you, or maybe you just want to work out from your home, we also offer online coaching. And if you want to learn more about that, you can head over to straightshottraining.com and read about how we can help you no matter what your fitness level is or where in the world you may be. Speaking of which, bonjour to my French listeners. I've been seeing a lot of downloads of the show over in France recently. So bienvenue. I hope you all enjoy what you've been hearing. And let's get into this month's topics with the help of Straight Shot Training coach Delaney Bodner. So these are the five topics left over from last time that we did this, and then we'll add your three to it. Uh, let's pull, I'll pull the first one out that we didn't get to last time. And this is, oh, I think this is one that you wrote down last time. Thoughts on training for performance versus aesthetics versus health and functionality. So this is a threefer. So when you wrote this, <laughs> yes, yes. Yo, me go first? Okay. Well, you wrote it down, so I figured maybe yeah. you had some thoughts on it, but okay. You want me to go first? <laughs> yes. Got it. Okay. So thoughts on training for performance versus aesthetics versus just general health. I think that there's a lot of crossover, but there's also a lot of things that you do for performance that you wouldn't necessarily do for health. And there's a lot of things that you would do for aesthetics that are not necessarily healthy. So I feel like there's like, there's these certain things. It's almost like one of those uh, Venn diagrams where there's certain parts that connect and certain parts that don't connect. And I think when it comes to uh, aesthetics, there's a lot of things for aesthetics, aesthetics, especially just how you look that does not lend itself to performance or health. So if you're just trying to look ripped, you're not necessarily going to perform very well. You probably aren't going to perform very well because you're underfed and you probably aren't going to be super, super healthy because walking around with extremely low body fat is not very healthy. But I do think that if you're training for performance, that you're also going to have pretty good health markers as well with the exception of if you have to train for something where like injuries are part of a sport, you're going to have to push yourself much more than somebody who is just training for general health. So what are your thoughts on it? Uh, pretty much the exact <laughs> same thing you just said. Um, yeah. 
like there's definitely, I mean, I think in terms of with our clients, we try to prioritize training for health above the other two. Um, and then like in my, like in my head, like with my clients, my hierarchy would be training for health, depending on their goals, training for health. Well, even with their goals, training for health. <laughs> and then depending on the other goals, normally it'd be training for performance below that in terms of priority and then training for aesthetics at the very bottom, because I would much rather someone be healthy and be able to perform tasks really, really well than just simply look jacked. Um, yes. But like if someone does have a goal of looking jacked, then, then you would move that up to, or like looking a certain way, then you would move that up to in be- kind of in between health and performance. Um, like set like second tier but yeah above all things i mean people shouldn't yeah. be doing things unhealthily in order to you know look or perform better unless you're an athlete being paid for it this right. is something i don't <laughs> right. understand i don't understand amateur athletes who pay to compete in their sport doing things that are unhealthy to be better at a sport that means literally nothing other than <laughs> clout <laughs> so yeah that was a good one all right let's go with one of yours now off of your pile what is the biggest misconception most people have about personal training? Not personal trainers, but personal training. Oh. Hmm. The biggest, I guess there's a few. We can figure out which one is the biggest. I don't know. I think the biggest one, anytime people hear that someone's working with a personal trainer, they think that there's somebody standing over them yelling at them while they're lifting. <laughs> what what are what are yeah. some of yours? Um, <laughs> I didn't think about my answers before I wrote that question. <laughs> um, probably one of the biggest misconceptions about personal training is, oh, okay, because I actually do get this question sometimes. Is they think when sometimes people that haven't done personal training before, when they pay for the service or when they talk about to people that they know, when they talk about paying for the service, people sometimes think that personal training means that your coach is working out with you and they're like your workout buddy instead of just being the coach that uh, like, you know what I mean? Like some of those online workout programs where like the person is like in front of the class, like working out with you. And I guess that is like some type of training, but most personal training is not you working out with your coach or your coach working out with you. It's your coach completely focused on you and taking you through your entire workout. That's tailored to you, like with yes. all their attention on you and not trying to do the workout with you. <laughs> Cause I have that's, gotten that before. And that's interesting that you bring that up. Cause I was, I thought first when you were talking about that, I thought you were talking about in person, but it can be both ways. It could be in person. Your coach should not yeah. be working out with you. And on a, a virtual session, your coach is not there working out in front of you and you're following along. Yeah. They're there to, to watch your form and motivate you and obviously keep track of repetitions, tell you what weights to be using, um, yeah. tell you to adjust your camera so we can see you. That happens a lot oh. in virtual sessions. No, no, not you. I'm talking <laughs> about in sessions. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's a good one. There are a lot of misconceptions. Another one uh, is besides you know, somebody yelling at you is that, so- that it's somebody basically paid to torture you. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that like you pay someone to, to put you in physical pain by the end of the session. And I had somebody who was, um, watching me train the other day and was talking about how, and actually, and, and somebody who um, was watching you train the other day too, was talking about how it's, it's low key and not low key as in like the workouts are easy, but like 
you know, we, we are, I feel like we approach things thoughtfully as coaches and we talked to, we talked to our people about, here's why I want you to move this way with this lift. Here's what this should feel like. You know, we, we obviously during this set, we expect our athletes to push themselves, but we're not screaming at you and yelling at you. And we're not rushing you from one thing to the other. We talk about how things feel in between it. I feel like we have this maybe lower key approach to it. But that's kind of how we approach a lot of things when it comes to, you know, nutrition and recovery. A lot of things that we do with, with straight shot is a balanced approach. So when it comes to, you know, what people can expect out of a personal training session with us uh, is we're not going to be yelling at you. We're going to be talking to you about how things feel and make sure that you feel awesome. When you leave your session, you're going to feel tired. You're probably going to be a little bit sore <laughs> the next day. Uh, but if you're yeah. throwing up in the parking lot, uh, that's something that, that we obviously probably pushed you too hard. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> All right. Pull one up in my pile here. Oh, GPP programs. That's a general physical preparedness mm -hmm. program, or just a general program, general programs versus individualized programs. Can you get fit on a template program? Um, I think it depends on someone's level of, um, experience with working out. If someone is brand new, they're definitely, and have never worked out before, and they just do a general non-individualized program, they are going to make progress when they initially started because their body is still doing more than what it was prior. Yeah. Um, but for people that have done, like for people that already have a baseline of, activity um individualized programming typically is going to be better i mean gpp is going to have its time and place um but for the most part definitely individualized it's going to a give you your results more efficiently b you probably are going to get to your results faster and c you're probably going to be a lot more consistent and stick with like the active lifestyle after you reach your results versus just doing like a general non-individualized program that's i have i have nothing to add that was perfect yep <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly that's exactly what i was that's exactly what i was going to say is yeah honestly you can if you've never done anything you can literally do any program any program at all and you'll make progress because you have gone from nothing to something but eventually it's not going to work everything works until it doesn't and that's whenever individualization comes in uh, because then it takes the athlete and everything around the athlete's life into consideration. All right, let's go off of your pile. Yep. Okay. Um, I have one that I want to save for the end. So I'm going to do this one. I'm going to do that one later. Okay. <laughs> so the next one um, I came up with because I've been seeing it all over like coaching meme pages lately and like strength sport meme pages. So I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was interesting. Um, do you think there's ever a good time to prioritize load over completely perfect technique? And if so, when? Oh, I like this. I know, I know, exactly, I know from, exactly what you're talking about because I've had these same <laughs> conversations with some yeah. other coaching friends. And uh, I think I even may have met, brought this up in another podcast. You're, we're talking about like the 800 pound squat with a slight Maybe. hip shift. Uh, versus the 500 pound squat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And yep. this was, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and again, there's, there's like these two different camps. There's the, the people who are following those types of trainers and I don't need to bring them up because I, mean, I don't want to like tear anybody down, but there's these coaches out there who are yeah. so, so strict on form 
that it can get to the point of kinesophobia in people where they are afraid to do things because they don't want to do them slightly off from what the gold standard is. There's that camp. There's the other camp yeah. of the like, just squat down and up and put more weight on than you did last time. And as long as you're progressing slow enough, it really doesn't matter if you have these slight form variations, you're not going to get hurt. It has really nothing to do with your form. It has everything to do with, uh, you know, your intensity, your recovery, um, how quickly you progress, things like that, which technically I can see what both sides are saying, but yeah, I think it, I think that you can't swing like all the way in one direction or the other, but I do find myself leaning slightly more towards the, it's not your, your form is obviously something that you want to focus on first before you take the weight up. But if somebody's, you know, if I add five pounds onto somebody's lift and their form deviates a tiny bit on a squat or a deadlift or a bench press or something, I'm not going to take them back to just an empty bar and drill them on that until it's perfect because they're never going to see progress. Mm-mm. On on paper, for that you know physical therapist who's te- who's doing this, and for their Instagram, it looks great, but in real strength application, it it doesn't it doesn't work like that. No. What do you think? <laughs> I I agree because like it because when you see anyone, like regardless of who they are, if you're having someone push themselves and going under a maximal load, whether it's a new PR or just something that feels really heavy, chances are really good that there's going to be some slight imperfections with the way they're lifting or the way they're moving load, especially if it's their absolute max effort. And, but I think the benefit of doing something to a maximal effort or the benefit of being able to move heavy things outweighs the fact that it may not be completely 100% perfect every single time all the time absolutely um, like obviously we're not, we want we're not like, robots no <laughs> no and the gold standard for technique is different for everyone because not everyone's built the same way so if you watch the olympics and you're watching the clean and jerk and the snatch and you watch the receiving position and a full rock bottom squat every single time you're going to see maybe an ankle roll in one foot is slightly out than the other one the knees are going to wiggle in and then back out. It's not going to be a completely flat back sometimes in a caught position. Mm-hmm. For, for all of them, there's going to be these tiny little variations. Now, obviously, the variations are less the better the person, the, the, the better the lifter the person is. Typically, they're going to have less of these breakdowns. There's also some really strong lifters who have these quote unquote form breakdowns that are lifting more than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> And they're not getting hurt because there are so many ranges for everything. Like neutral spine doesn't exist. Neutral is a range where your pelvis and your spine are. There is a range of where that's going to be, depending on what your lift is, your, your knees, your ankles, your elbows, your shoulders. They're not these like robotic things that only move one way. There's a whole lot of things happening. So when people are so prioritizing this form, obviously it's, you know, it's it's their agenda because maybe they're a a physical therapist or something, but they're getting people afraid to push themselves because they think if I have a tiny bit of rounding in my back, or if I have a tiny bit of my knees wiggling in my ACLs are going to explode, or I'm going to, you know, have needed spinal stenosis surgery, uh, (laughs) because of, of a slip disc or something like that. So, um, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's, it's, 
I don't want to come off as saying that form doesn't matter, but I think it matters less than the emphasis that's being placed on it right now on social media. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That was a great one though. I like that one. Thank All right. You. One off of my <laughs> pile here. Oh my gosh. Another one about coaches on Instagram. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> we've been, we've been triggered recently. Thoughts on coaches posting workouts on Instagram that are, that clearly, and in all caps are not what they're doing. Oh, oh, that is a good one. Um, I think it's very deceiving to a, your clientele and B, cause we actually talked about this yesterday. At the gym. Yesterday we were talking <laughs> about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it like, it's deceiving to your clientele because they, think oh they look like this or they lift this much or run this far because they do these like these things that they're posting about but in reality they probably don't (laughs) so it's just deceptive for people that think they can get results by doing that and and case in point is battle ropes you see these jacked coaches all the time slapping battle (laughs) ropes when you know the meat and potatoes of their program is squat bench deadlift overhead press pull-ups and rows lunges like that's that's what you do to get bigger and stronger and faster but you're not slapping battle ropes and swinging uh you know whatever joe rogan's newest uh (laughs) monkey shaped kettlebell is like that's not (laughs) what you need to do to get fit but it looks cool on social media. And the reason why we were talking about this yesterday is I was doing a workout with some, some different implements and I didn't, didn't film it and won't film it, won't post it because I don't want to give people the impression. This is something I do all the time. It's something that I mix into my workouts here and there because it's fun, but people really need to get to a point of where you have mastered the basics before you move on to this other stuff uh, because it's really not it's not necessary. It's fun to mix in as an expression of your fitness, but I don't think it's the best thing to build your fitness. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> um, so I've got two more. Do we want to, your, your, your last one sounds fun. So let's save your last one for last. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, this is one that I've thought about for a really long time uh, because I've had so many people, even students of mine from FCC, not you, of course, because you're stellar, oh. but Thanks. others, other students, students, other coaches, people in this industry, I've just people who have been in it for one year and people who have been in it for 10 years and they burn out. And some people burn out really quick. And some people it's like a slow burnout. But my question is, why do you think coaches burn out? Um, I think it can be a lot of things. I, was completely burnt out um, like three or four years ago. I wasn't working a straight shot, just to clarify for the people listening. <laughs> um, I I won't say where I was working, but um, I was completely burnt out. Didn't even, because I always love my job, but I like woke up dreading it. And it was a big mixture of things. But I think one of the biggest reasons coaches burn out is because they either, I think the biggest thing is they aren't working either for a company that fits their style, that's trying to turn them into a trainer they're not, or they're just in an, in an environment where they don't feel like they're able to really nurture their clients or themselves um, in the best possible way. Um, for me, it was more so I was in a really bad environment. Um, and also it was a combo of that. Plus I was being kind of, um, not forced, but I was 
being pressured to coach in a way that was completely different from how uh, I coach. Um, I think that is probably one of the biggest reasons. Um, maybe something that's more common with like, especially younger people is they decide to get into training, not necessarily like for the right reasons. Like they might not necessarily get into it because they like coaching people. They might just get into it because they were like, Oh yes. Going to the gym's really cool. And then that's like where it stops. And then in like 10 years, they're like, well, I don't really want to like coach people. I just want to like come into the gym. <laughs> I don't think those people last 10 years. I, I think exactly what you're saying. So yeah. but there's, there's different, different levels of where you're going to experience your burnout. And I think if you burn out in like your first year or two of training is because you went into it thinking, I get to be in the gym. I get to work out. I get to make my own, my own schedule. And you don't realize that your workouts are squeezed in between clients and you're, <laughs> and you're trying to wolf down some food in between two sessions. You are training at like six in the morning and then you got to come back later in the evening for a 5 p.m. client. Like that's what your first year of training looks like. And it is a smack in the face if, yeah. if for a lot of people who are not expecting it. So I think that's what happens early. I think what happens kind of midterm is more financial. People realize that you are trading your time for money and that you can only charge so much for your time, which is why, you know, there's not a whole lot of millionaire personal trainers because, <laughs> and that this is where your motivate, it hits you with your motivation of you. Why are you doing this? If you're in it for the money, it's not a super high paying job. If, no. if that's the only reason you're doing it, that you're, this is not the career yes. for you. And luckily I had a professor when I first started in kinesiology who said, Hey, heads up, you all are not going to make a ton of money doing this. Uh, but if you are passionate about helping people and you're passionate about fitness, then you're going to enjoy every day of work. And that like has stuck with me is Dr. Barnett. Uh, he was my advisor and taught a lot of my courses at Shepherd University. He taught me that. And that's stuck with me ever since then. Um, and that's, I think what gets you through that middle range. But at the, towards the end or maybe of, of somebody's career, which is like, you know, a lot of times it's like 10 years for a lot of personal trainers who are in it for a while, they realize that, you know, you have to either end up owning your own company or move into a management position. And if you move into a management position, you realize, well, I don't get to coach anymore and I'm doing all management stuff. And if I'm going to do management stuff for a gym, I might as well go to do management at a company where I can actually make money <laughs> and they leave and they go into something else, which, which makes total sense. And that's at that point, you've kind of grown out of it because um, if you're not going to end up owning your own company or owning your own gym or working as a full-time trainer somewhere, um, that's kind of going to be the next step is a lot of people just get out of fitness because um, there's, there is more money in things like real estate and, and uh different ownership opportunities for people. But I think one of the right. things too, that I've noticed with, with a lot of CrossFit coaches is if you don't have grounding in what it is that you're doing, it's really easy to burn out. Yeah. So like for us, like when we, when we sit down and we program and we work with clients and we plan things out, you know, we, we have an idea of what we're doing because everything we're doing is, is based in something. There, there's a foundation of this. There's some principles that we're built on. But what I've noticed with so many CrossFit coaches is that when you have this like cloud idea of what is fitness and everybody can kind of just decide what it is, depending on what gym you're at, that it can get really easy to burn out because you, it, it would be like if you 
Like Delaney, if you had to, every single day that you walk in the gym, make a workout up for yourself fresh. Yeah. From yeah, scratch that would be every time. <laughs> How quickly would you burn out on that program? <laughs> Fast. <laughs> right. So I think coaches who don't have a system in place for w- why they're doing what they're doing, it's really easy to burn out because you can only have so many fresh ideas. And honestly, you don't need to have a ton of fresh ideas. You need to have a good foundation and you need to focus on the people you're working with and you'll enjoy this career. But when people are, yes. are chasing like this certification and this, I'm going to do this with my clients. Now this, it's really easy to burn out that way, just from a coaching standpoint. Yes. hundred percent. Right, one, one, like for sure. Anything you want to add to that before you go into the next one? No, no, no. That was good. That was perfect. Okay. Cause this is the one that I was saving for last. Okay. This one is, uh, and I, and I want just your reaction to this sentence okay. because I say this to people all the time. And it, it draws some heat. Not every meal needs to taste delicious. <laughs> Sorry. From, from a completely outside of the coaching realm, from just a personal standpoint, I completely 100% disagree. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Why? But from a coaching standpoint, I from a coaching standpoint, oh. I agree. From a personal standpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah. From a personal standpoint, because I love the experience of eating good food that tastes really good. Like that's just something that I really enjoy okay. <laughs> as a person. Um, but from a coaching standpoint, sometimes you're gonna have to eat meals that you really don't want to eat um in order or like for and this isn't us in particular, this is our, like our athletes as well. Like they're going to have to eat maybe chicken and rice, even though they've already eaten chicken and rice five days this week. And they're kind of like, this is pretty bland. I'm kind of sick of it. I don't want to eat it again, but the consistency is what's going to help them get the results. So not every meal should be delicious, but in a perfect world, every meal would be delicious. (laughs) (laughs) See, the trouble is, that you almost like, like you see this wall behind me. If somebody told me that this wall had 22 grams of protein, 15 grams of, of carbs and five <laughs> grams of fat. And that's what I needed for that meal. I would, I would eat this wall behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it looks like I kind of did over this way a little bit or behind me here. <laughs> no, uh, marks on it. <laughs> just had a tooth mark. Those bite uh, marks. <laughs> <laughs> no, and the, the trouble is, is is getting people to understand that that food at its base level is just supposed to fuel you at its base level. Now, taste yeah. and and you know the social aspect of food, that's obviously something that's come as a part of just just us being affluent because we have so much. If you lived if you lived in a culture yeah. where like a staple food culture, like cultures where they have one main starch, it's like, you know, uh, sweet potatoes or yams mm-hmm. in certain places in Africa where like that's what they eat. Everything they eat comes basically from sweet potatoes. And then sometimes they'll have some meat and sometimes they'll get some vegetables, different things, things like that. But most of what they eat is going to be this root that comes out of the ground. And I really don't think that they're sitting there, you know, going yep. through Pinterest trying to figure out a different way to prepare their yams that night. They're just, they're just going to eat it. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but when it comes to us, us as, as Americans or or anyone in, in like a a more affluent society, you, we have so much that we have the privilege to choose whatever we want because it tastes good. When in reality, you know, a lot of us need to learn just to 
sit there and eat your chicken and rice and your broccoli and you enjoy it because you have it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah, Having access to good tasting food is definitely a privilege. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, but if, and it's like we, you know, we say with everything, like it depends. It's, it so depends on the person because I know there are some clients who, if they don't have food, that is at least something that's, that's going to be something they look forward to a little bit, they're not going to stick with their diet. So you got, you have to find something that works for you. But what I'm trying to get people to understand is if you can get yourself to start thinking more about, you know, this is what I need. I need these vitamins. I need these carbs, fats, protein, and calories to do the things I want to do to promote my health, to promote my performance, to, to achieve the, the look that I want to have. Once you can start seeing food like that, it gets so much easier than trying to get every meal to taste delicious. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so much easier. Yeah. And food, I mean, <laughs> it saves and, you a lot and, of time too. Oh my gosh. Yes. If you can eat the same, cause some people say, well, I can't eat the same food every day. It's going to take you a lot longer to meal prep six different meals. If you can yeah. just prep one meal through the week and just, just get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> This is this is one where I'm sure people listening are are, are totally not in agreement with me. <laughs> They're in agreement with you because I know that I, I have a very different relationship with food than most people have. But uh, yeah, <laughs> all right. Yes, we, I, we let's wrap up with your last one here. Okay, um, I'll have you answer it first. Oh, um, unless if you want me to answer it first. But what are you? And you can only pick one thing. What are you most excited for about the new opening of the location? Oh, man. What am I most excited about about the new studio opening? Gosh. (laughs) Everything is not (laughs) an accessible answer. No, 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 no. Most, Most excited. Um. Uh, man, because there's a couple of different ways I'm looking at. It. I mean, the, one of the things I'm most most excited about is the is the freedom of having my own facility. But not, I don't really think of it so much as freedom for me, but freedom for you all. The coaches are going to be there because we have all bounced around and we've been at different places, and I kind of see us as like these fitness misfits because we like we have you know the different things that we've dabbled in and and places that we've been at. And finally, like this feels like, like home. And I like, I hope it feels like home for yeah. you all who are going to be there. And after last year where, you know, it, things totally changed and we weren't able to, you know, get into the place that we wanted to get into in 2020. Uh, and we've been kind of doing our own thing out of our homes away from gyms. It's going to be, I think my biggest thing is that we will all be back together, training together in a facility again, that will be our new home. And we'll have the freedom to coach people the way that we've always wanted to coach people uh, because it'll be ours. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. So what's, what, what are you most excited about? Well, it pretty much is the exact answer that you already gave. <laughs> <laughs> but for you as a coach, I mean, cause it's different for me as a, as one of the owners. Um, cause it's something, you know, Chris and I have been working together on for so long, but for you as a coach, what are you looking forward to the most? Um, probably getting to train people in an environment that really suits the way I prefer to train, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like it really fits 
well, obviously, because <laughs> I work here, but it like <laughs> really fits like my style of coaching and like my ideas on how to progress people and how to coach people. And it'll be like that environment that's perfect for that style, okay. um, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. Um, I'm also <laughs> excited to have all my clients try out the new squat racks and the new bars, <laughs> <laughs> which we ordered the, the bars are being ordered today. Oh, yay. <laughs> yep. We, so we got, we got you two bars, uh, that are the, um, the 15 kilo bars yay, from, cool. from again, faster. So they're, they're not the bearing bars, so they're not going to spin for days. You, you, we can, <laughs> okay. we can, we can talk about you, you know, getting one of those. We can maybe order if you wanted to actually this company, you could probably order one through them. Um, but okay. they do have a, they do have a decent spin to them. So you'll be able to, to throw your weights oh, cool. around. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. The equip, the equipment is obviously something that, that I'm super excited about now that, you know, Chris is busting his butt ordering all of that right now. Um, but a lot of it too, is just, you know, people have been talking to me for years about opening my own place. And now that it's finally happening, uh, I feel like it's going to be, uh, I'm not a very emotional person. I think it's going to be very emotional. Uh, just oh. having, having all the people there who have had my back for so long and have you know said, Hey, you know, as soon as you open a place, I want to come train with you there. Um, so it'd be really cool to, to have that all happen. Um, yeah. and then it, and then what I'm looking forward to like big picture with this is that, you know, what I eventually want my role to be as a coach is I really want to coach you all as coaches to, you know, help you all build the, the careers that you want to within straight shot and have, you know, as many clients as you want to be working with in person and online and have, you know, this, this studio be your home. And obviously I'm going to have to take, you know, a a step back from a lot of the in-person training. Um, but the great thing is I have, you know, full confidence in you all, uh, with the, the way that we do things and with our, our clients. Um, and I'll still, of course, I'll be living in the gym basically. So I'll always be around, but it'll be really cool to, <laughs> to now be able to train people as a team. Cause that's what I want straight shot to be with the trainers is this is a team of trainers, um, that all have your best interest in mind as one of our athletes. And that when you come in there, it doesn't matter which coach that you work with, which session you're doing, what time you come in, um, it's all going to be straight shot training. And it's all going to be something that's going to help you, you know, build strength and confidence and, and move better so that you can feel better and then live better as a result of that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's very exciting. I know. Super excited. Sweet. Awesome. Delaney. <laughs> well, let's start writing down more topics for next month. If anybody has any topics, okay. uh, you can shoot them over. Um, we can try to get some, some other oh, ones yeah. that, have tri- that we that have triggered us from Instagram. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Sweet. That was a Thanks. theme, I guess. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thanks, Delaney. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to try out a free session with us, or if you would like to learn more about what we do here at Straight Shot Training and how we help people build strength and confidence with progressive strength and conditioning workouts, head over to straightshottraining.com. While you're over there, you can meet the coaches who are part of Straight Shot. You can check out the blog, head to our shop to pick up some Straight Shot gear, and see more about training with us either in person or online. Thanks again, and have a great week, everybody. Thank you.